Hi, welcome to this episode of the Blaze Podcast put together by Blaze Incorporated. I'm your favorite host, Unyema Udeze. The early 2000s was a decisive moment for the music industry and its distribution model. It all started with a 19-year-old teenager, Sean Fanning, who developed controversial peer-to-peer music sharing app known as Napster. Before Napster, the industry prided itself on the traditional distribution model and channels. And that was good business for the big music producers and distributors who controlled a huge share of the music industry. But how about the music fans and the consumers? To listen to your favorite track before then, you had to walk into a nearby music store and purchase a CD containing an entire album, even if you only liked one music in the album. Little wonder that people had racks for stacking up countless music series back then. But with the emergence of Napster, you could easily access all your favorite music through the peer-to-peer music sharing platform. And that wasn't good news to the music producers and distributors, and even the musicians whose revenue model has suddenly become threatened. The industry responded by suing Napster and eventually won the battle on the grounds of copyrights infringement. They won the battle, but did they win the war? Calling it a fairy victory won't be far from the truth because Napster has given people a taste of free music. Eventually, the likes of Apple Music and Spotify came up with a better solution that met the needs of both the consumers and the producers. Ever since the web revolution of the late 1990s and early 2000s, every traditional business model has had to face similar contenders, similar to how the music industry had to face Napster and the revolution it brought to the industry. The taxi industry and Uber, the hospitality sector and Airbnb, the banking sector and the countless fintech solutions, traditional advertisement and Google Facebook networks, to name a few. I'm sure you can list numerous tech companies that are risen to great highs by disrupting entire industries. The good or bad news is that the real estate sector is not spared to the real estate industry is the largest asset class in the world. The value chain of the industry comprises three main subsectors property development, property sales, and property management. Just like every other sector, tech is disrupting traditional business models. In the case of real estate, tech is even ushering in and telling new trends such as co living, co working, home swapping, and so many others. So, what exactly? Is PropTech. According to Vincent Lekamos, PropTech is a collective term used to define startups offering technologically innovative products or new business models for the entire real estate markets. Considering how massive the real estate industry is, a typical PropTech solution picks a piece of the big pie and addresses it. But let's break it down into the three major subsectors. The first is real estate development. Solutions here could span locating viable lands for development, unifying the procurement process during property delivery, productizing the building delivery process, leveraging virtual and augmented reality to communicate and carry everyone along during construction, to name a few. Blockchain technology could be deployed via smart contracts, artificial intelligence and data analytics can aggregate the entire process and offer actionable insights for current and future projects. 
for a deep look into real estate development presents a new question. Who is the real customer? Real estate developers or end users of the facilities? Answering that question could also in a brand new set of solutions and mindset into PropTech. But more on that in a bit. The second real estate subsector is real estate sales. Solutions here could spar remote property tours via virtual reality, property listing portal, online auction, brokerage, e-agents, and so much more. This can also include mortgage services, co-living purchases, property swaps, co-working spaces portal, to name a few. And finally, the third real estate subsector is real estate management. Solutions here could spawn building management solutions, facility management solutions, remote property surveillance, end users portals, and so many others. Others could include e-commerce and drone delivery services. How about smart building solutions such as smart energy, entertainment, communication, security systems, and so many others. So this brings me back to the question, who is the real customer for PropTech? Let's go back to the music industry and the IT sector generally. When you look closely at the few tech giants that survived the dot-com bubble of the early 2000s, they all have one thing in common. Their business models were painstakingly and originally predicated on a good customer experience. The likes of Amazon, eBay, Google, Microsoft, Facebook, Apple, and others. So while these companies may have had their fair share of legal and ethical battles, they all grew and dominated their niche by offering exceptional services to the end users more than any contender before them. The big issue in the real estate industry are still problems faced by the end users. Such issues as comfort within the facilities, affordability of homes, ease of finding good facilities, mortgage offers that don't send people to rob a bank, <laughs> and so many others. But all of the PropTech solutions today focus less on these pressing issues and more on the problems faced by the developers, investors, and property management companies. In other words, there are more property-centric solutions than user-centric solutions within the present-day PropTech. It's not hard to trace the cause of this mismatch. The reason is simple. A lot of these solutions come in after the development and delivery stage of real estate valuation. Hence, they mostly focus on property sales and property management. But really, why is that? Real estate is the largest asset class in the world, but it's not the most profitable. It's just relatively stable and takes a long time to yield returns. Hence, an average property is not always designed with the end user in mind. It's more about maximizing a piece of real estate. On the other hand, the IT sector can see the market size of real estate and cannot resist having a share of the big buy. This has inspired a lot of the prop tech solutions today. A lot of these solutions only fuel the traditional real estate business model. To produce a level of disruption seen in sister industries in the past few decades, PropTech requires a ground-up approach that integrates the three main branches of real estate, which is development, sales, and management. This should democratize the real estate sector and hand more power over to the end users of these facilities. But guess what? This ground-up approach cannot be offered by people that are alien to the built sector. An average IT company providing a solution to the beauty sector will care less about the anthropometrics of your kitchen sink than your data and how you respond to its algorithms. So in simple terms, PropTech is what it is today because the average professional in the beauty sector sees it as the domain of tech and data experts. 
The more we shy away from an integrated approach to prop tech, the more we water down the relevance of the entire professionals in the built sector. Does it not concern you a bit that the three main branches of the real estate sector are development, sales and management? Where do architects, engineers, quantity surveyors and all the professionals in the built sector come in within the value chain? Yes, you guessed right. Development. Does it have to end there? Okay, you get it now. We all have more work to do. So I ask you again, who is the real customer? The end users or the developers? Should the beat sector become like the music industry in the early 2000s and fight these tech solutions? Or do we find ways to integrate these solutions holistically to enhance our value as an industry? And thanks for listening to this episode of the Blaze Podcast. Don't forget to check out our website www.blazemy.com www.blazemy.com You can also check out my page www.onyema.me www.onyema.me to explore our other several contents. Thank you very much and I'll see you in some other episode.